KQED. Hey everyone, I'm Emmanuel. I'm Carly. And I'm Jamidra. And we're the hosts of The Cooler. This week we're talking about pop culture we're looking forward to in the coming months. We're also looking back at some of our favorite moments from this past season. And we're giving our cooler seal of approval to what we think should be the song of the summer. Before we get rolling with this week's show, we have some news for you dear listeners. We're taking a little break. Oh, much needed, yes. Self-care, right? Yeah. Fun in the sun. That's what is on the agenda for Mm -hmm. the next two months. But don't worry, we'll be back in September. And there are plenty of ways to keep in touch with us. You can stalk us on social media. Right. Always. And you can also, like a few listeners did last year, send us letters. (gasps) Oh, I remember that. That was sweet. That was wonderful. Matter of fact... I want a vacation postcard. If you go somewhere fun, send us a postcard. And that's actually what I did for these listeners. I sent them back postcards from Greece. It was very cute. I'm just saying we have to get used to a post-Facebook world. So let's just start sending each other mail again. Yes. So if you want to do that, our address here at KQED is 2601 Mariposa Street in San Francisco. And who knows? We might send something back and like spray it with some perfume by Britney Spears. (gasps) Probably fantasy because it's the best one, I think. Does she have more? Curious. Hello. How dare you? (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. So let's get started with pop culture we're looking forward to Mm. in the months that we'll be on hiatus. Who wants to go first? It is very difficult for me to get excited about anything other than Skyscraper starring (gasps) Dwayne The Rock Johnson. This is one of my picks. Go ahead. Can't wait. Don't want to step on you about that. No, go for it. Looking forward to hearing it. But the trouble is everything just pales in comparison to The Rock, right? So I really made an effort to look elsewhere. I searched through the TV schedules. I could not get excited about anything that was coming up. Mm. And I think that's because I have too much to catch up on. Guys, I haven't even watched The Handmaid's Tale. No, I mean, either, I don't blame you. Yeah. We're jam, living it. it. So I decided to look at what's coming out in the movies. There is a film called Black Klansman. Oh, <laughs> yes. Oh, my. Like the synopsis alone, it is the synopsis to end all synopses. And I quote, set in 1970s Colorado, a black detective sets out to infiltrate and expose the Ku Klux Klan. Yeah. Yes. I'm here who, do, for it. who doesn't want to see that? Take my money I'm all now. In. Also, the tagline to end all taglines, quote, based on some for real, for real shit. <laughs> End quote. What I was not aware of, it stars Denzel Washington's son. Yes. John David Washington. Yes. I didn't know they were related. He's low-key, but he's great. I, I hear that he's an amazing actor. He's following his father's footsteps, and he puts on quite a performance. This movie looks amazing. It's produced by Jordan Peele. I, I can't wait. And you brought up Skyscraper, <gasps> which shockingly is not a movie about Demi Lovato's single, Skyscraper. Mm-hmm. Even though it should be. Weird that. Huh. So it is about The Rock only having one leg because he's a veteran and he puts his family up in this state-of-the-art tallest building ever Mm -hmm. hence skyscraper and they're just living there at like the 140th floor minding their business terrorists show up set the place on fire in the middle what to do well if you're the rock you jump from scaffolding a lot just judging from the trailer but all this to say the best part of this movie is the dearly missed star of The Craft, Wild Things, and Scream, Nev Campbell, Walks. is oh. his wife. <gasps> and I refuse to let this movie bomb because she needs to be working. Way to come back, girl. Oh my gosh, Skyscraper, so excited. I spent 20 minutes reading The Rock's Wikipedia entry the other day, and I still didn't get quarter way through. It is so long. 
because you wrote well, half of it. I did. <laughs> <laughs> I say reading. I meant writing. Yeah. Yeah. Another Dumb as Rocks action movie that I'm excited about is Problematique hmm. with a Q-U-E at the end. It stars one of our least favorite Scientologists, Tom Cruise. Mm. Mission Impossible Fallout, the sixth film in the franchise. You're not about to rag on this, right? Because I can't wait. Oh, I'm not. Good. Because I know my spirit, even though I don't like him, I will see this movie. Mm. He is trying to act on a boat. He is trying to act while crashing a motorcycle. He is trying to act while dangling from a helicopter. He is trying to act while not hanging out with his daughter, Suri, because he's a bad father. Is this a... Allegedly. Uh, hot take. <laughs> what is... Dr. Seuss, did he... Dr. Seuss write that for you? Yes, he did. <laughs> we go way back. Someone else who's in this, Angela Bassett. Hello. Mm-hmm. Yes. yes. And Henry Cavill, oh. who, I don't know if you've seen the trailer, but he's like hulking out. He has sweat down the middle of his back because he's like beating someone up so much. And I've never actually seen any of his movies, but I am someone who has seen every page of his Google image results. Mm. So I'm invested and I'm going to watch this movie. Well, you're talking about the big screen. Speaking of the small screen, I am excited that the ladies and some gentlemen, if you're team Lawrence, whatever. Not, not no one is here. Huh. The ladies of Insecure are going to be coming back in August. So you can catch me on the couch binge watching that. I'll be on that couch Okay, with you. boom. I can't get enough of Issa Rae right now. Her glow up is so strong, so I'll be there. Another one that I'm looking forward to seeing is Sorry to Bother You. Boots yes. Riley's film that's coming out that's starring Lakeith Stanfield. Also, Tessa Thompson is in it. I love it. It looks amazing, and I'm here for it. So I'll be at the theaters for that. Also, another movie that I'm very excited about, fans of the show know I love Call Me By Your Name, specifically mm-hmm. Timothy Chalamet. I feel... He is so cute. And now he's back to make us feel weird about lusting after a 22-year-old who actually looks like he's 17. Is it problematic? Oh. I don't know. I didn't know he was 22. I thought he was 17. He's legal, but it feels wrong. <laughs> so he's in a new movie aptly titled Hot Summer Nights. Oh. Well, yeah. Take my underwear. Like, I'm here for it. <laughs> I'm just imagining you throwing your underwear on stage. <laughs> I wondered why you were holding it up. Just at the screen. Just at the, at the movie theater, there'll be draws that'll fly up yeah. and hit the screen. Yeah. So this time, instead of getting freaky dicky with a peach, you know <laughs> what I mean? He's accidentally getting caught up in a dangerous drug dealing ring. Oh. Ooh. But accidentally. He's, he's white, so he'll be fine. Yeah. You know how it works. If anyone even puts a scratch on his cute kissable face, though, I'm going to write a strongly worded letter. So I'm nervous about seeing this. But I will see it. It comes out in July, July 27th. Not a dry eye in the house. Mm. I believe that Rihanna is going to bless us with an album. I would love that. I'm waiting on that. It's been a while. It's been a while. We need it. And Anti did not get the respect it deserved because Beyonce smashed with Lemonade. Put some respect on Anti. Put some respect on Anti. In fairness to Riri, she has been very busy Mm -hmm. revolutionizing makeup. She has. And latterly lingerie. Exactly. Still, though, (laughs) where is the music? I need the music. In the vein of you willing a Rihanna album that doesn't exist into existence, if you guys remember last June when we were having the same kind of conversation, I tried to will a Robin album into existence. Mm. Quite unsuccessfully, I recall. She is still hibernating hard. But maybe it's my fault, though. I feel like I didn't do a good enough job of bribing her. Maybe if I had promised Mm. her things, she would have been like, you know what? I do need these things. I will give her my bank balance. Not much. I'll give her my bicycle (laughs) if she wants to ride around like that. It's a nice bike. I will give her my crops. Mm. They are plenty. They are. And whatever else she wants. But the range of things, I'm willing to give this Aryan woman. Wow. (laughs) Wow. She is very white, guys. yes. But I still love her. Is best expressed through this audio clip. Featuring my favorite YouTube reviewer, AJ. 
Here are my coins, bitch. You can have it. This is my dry ass wig, bitch. You can have it. This is my checkbook. You can have it. These are my keys, bitch. You can have it. My phone, bitch. You can have it. What else do I have? Oh, my prescription glasses, bitch. You can. You know what? I might need these. <laughs> <laughs> it's quite possible you might need those, yes. Know your limits. Mm. And your limits is eyesight. But I'm willing to give it all up for Robin. So please take us back. Give us a bop that we can dance on our own to. Mm. You know? It's been a long, a long time. Shouldn't have left us without a dope beat to step to. Maybe she can get Timbaland to produce the album. Mm-hmm. And, hello. And... If you want to relive the worst moments of your life, you should go see Eighth Grade, which is about the most brutal time of adolescence because middle schoolers in general Hmm. are vicious monsters. I've been one. I've met them. The worst. I believe we made a Spanish teacher cry. Ooh. Yeah. That was not cute. Well, when I say we, I don't mean me. Oh. I was just there, but I did did nothing to stop it. So I feel bad about it today. Mm. But yeah, that is a room in my mind palace that I prefer not to visit. It is very closed off behind crime scene tape. Room 238. (laughs) (laughs) Or 101, depending on the day. So that aside, the trailer starts with an Enya song. And I was like, I'm in. Where where is the movie? I I can go there there. immediately. And from there, it sets up the story of a socially awkward teen girl. Been there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And she's voted most quiet. Have not been there. I was voted oh. most likely to be a Spice Girl. True story. I think I've told that story here before. Zero lies detected, though. No lies. They were trying to be homophobic, but I actually enjoyed it. So mm. jokes on you, mm-hmm, pretty little much. kids. Anyway, this movie essentially looks like Lady Bird, but younger and set right now. And 100% less Justin Timberlake cried me a river. Mm. And 100% more Instagram. It's that kind of movie. It's a cruel world with social media and the little ones. Yeah, so it's not like eighth grade in the 80s or the 90s. This is eighth grade now. She's like a YouTube star and she's really personable online. But then when people meet her, she's like clammed up and they voted her most quiet. But when she gets home, she's like kind of a internet sensation. sensation. I am sweating just hearing this synopsis. It sounds awful. I often wake up in like a cold sweat thinking about what teen life would be like if it was now. Oh, I'm glad I... Oh, I have kids, though. Do you have kids? I just kids. remembered. Yeah. Do you forget sometimes? Sometimes I do. <laughs> well, be there for them. That's what you can do for them. Pretty much. So we have a lot of movies and TV shows to watch this summer. Pretty much. And we'll be doing it connected to the hip because we never leave each other's mm-hmm. sights. Let's go get some popcorn. Okay. And some vitamin D. <laughs> These days, I love taking long walks to get steps on my pedometer mm-hmm. app. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what my favorite street to walk down is called? Oh, Lombard Street? Mm, no, boo. I'm going to go. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Me and Lombard have a bad relationship. I'm going to go with just Mission. Yes? You do that a lot? Both of those are true, okay. but it's actually memory lane. Oh, mm. yeah, we, we talked about going there. Cheesy. Nothing good there in lies. <laughs> Because we're going to be leaving you guys, you listeners, for two months, we thought it would be nice to revisit some of our favorite moments from the past season to remind you that we're always there for you. 120 episodes deep, even more than that, I think. We have a lot of our thoughts recorded. You can re-listen to them if you Mm -hmm. want. And we're going to now revisit 
our favorites. Oh, cue the harp. Oh, I found it so hard to choose. There are so many good candidates. I think also there are some fun episodes where like we got to kind of vibe with each other like one on one. Emmanuel and I running around North Beach trying to stalk Tom Hardy particularly stands out. Chasing Tom Hardy's pillowy lips is what that one's called. Also, a whole live show. A whole live show. That happened. (laughs) Sponsored by rum that we drank beforehand. (laughs) Mm. Jeez. But I had to choose one moment from one of our most popular ever episodes, which was our interview with Jonathan Van Ness of Queer Eye fame. It was a delight from top to bottom. He sounded like thrilled to know us, which was incredible. Yes, honey. (laughs) I mean, his knowledge of figure skating. Yes. So I decided to skip right to the end. My favorite portion of it was when he realized that he had double booked himself was recording with us, but had also promised his friends across town that he would go and meet them to watch the finale of RuPaul's Drag Race. So if you've ever wondered what it's like to hear in real time a guest realizing that he shouldn't be where he is, have a listen to this. Like oh, you have to go. Some of my friends are like, well, they're kind of like, they're like what the f***? Like, we can't get our table. Like, you have, like, and I'm like, I'm like, I'm finishing up a thing. Oh, that's why I got kind of like weirdly oh quiet. Because like, I'm like, we're so sorry. Like, four of them are going to kill me. No, don't. Okay, first of all, don't you ever apologize to me. I'm so obsessed with you guys. Come and see but, us. But like, soon, eventually, though. can I come to San Fran? Yes, Please. of course. Yeah, she needs a San Fran moment. I'm sorry I didn't mean to like cut it off, but I love you guys so much. We love you so much. You'll this was so for, fun. Can I just like take off these headphones and like run like hell? Wait, I love you guys. I do. <laughs> Team Trixie or Shangela, bye. <laughs> no, you, no, I, either one of those, I'm like, I'm good with either. Same. So actually, I kind of want Trixie, but I feel like it's going to be Shang. Same, same, same. Okay, oh my God, I love you guys. Okay, I love you a lot. Bye. 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 Thank you, Thanks, bye. Thank you so much, everyone. Bye. bye. I've never related to a, a need okay. to flee. <laughs> and also, I don't think we've ever ended a podcast with the guest literally having like, to, to go. run Gotta out. Run. Well, it's Drag Race. Our so. audience are getting like the truth right here. Yeah. Yeah. I love that he even said, like, I'm going to just throw down these, like, gorgeous headphones and just, like, run out of here, you guys. I love you. And he wants to try and come and see us in, and I quote, San Fran. Yes. He and I are supposed to do a figure skating thing. We talked about this. A podcast. Yeah. Yes. That was my favorite moment when he mentioned the podcast idea and was more excited about it than we were. Oh. I love us. Can we, like, have a figure skating podcast? <laughs> yes. Really? yes. I'm here for it. And then we'll have, like, a video teaser of our podcast. Yes. And it's all of us doing that thing where they stop really suddenly on the edge of the blade and then oh, sprays yes. ice <laughs> on people's faces. Oh, I love that. And, and then, I'm in Michelle Kwan's long skate outfit from Nagano, <laughs> that light powder blue yes. Vera Wang number. Love that one, honey. I'm in Allie Raisman. I know she's a gymnast, but her ah, outfit. I love her. This is, like, the 85th time I've talked about her today. I did an interview with Paper Magazine this morning, and they were like, who's your hero? And I was like, Allie Raisman, next yeah. question. Yes. She's just like uh. an icon. And she's like, let me perform to a Jewish song because y'all. Yeah. That's what I shall uh. do in it. This figure skating podcast we're discussing, it probably already exists. Not with yeah, us, though. Not with us, though. Not with True, us. But, you know, nothing new under the sun. Beyond the ice. Okay. Into the ice. <laughs> <laughs> We've got to get the working title together. Yeah. yeah. We'll work on it. I just saw this morning he met Michelle Kwan and he cried and there's this gorgeous photo and a video that goes with it. He's just phenomenal and I can't believe he was on our show. I cannot let this conversation pass without mentioning my favorite moment in the interview and that is the quote what you accept flows and what you resist persist moment when he talked about his chub situation during a massage (laughs) and how he overcame that. 
And I think there's a nugget of wisdom in there for all of us. Yes. Yes. And if you want to hear the full thing, you're going to have to go back and listen to the episode. But it was brilliant. Who hasn't had an epiphany while having a half chub? Clearly. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that whole episode, by the way, so glorious to record. But also, like, I have never had so many people come up to me and tell me how much they enjoyed one of our episodes. Mm-hmm. Which is, like, the best, right? Feels good. So one of my favorite moments during this season was discovering that the three of us would survive in a horror movie. (gasps) Basically, we did a little quiz that I put together based on some information that I got from Thought Catalog. (laughs) Nice. Cite your sources. Yes. And we discovered that we would all survive if we were in a horror movie. I would survive, quote, because I am detailed and well-organized. All lies. (laughs) It's charade. Carly, they said that Capricorns were cold and shrewd, which she was like, I dispute that. I mean, I don't now. <laughs> At the time, maybe I had a higher impression of myself. But... Wow. And Emmanuel, they said that you would ride the coattails all the way to the end. You would use your personality to be like, hey, boo, I'm coming with you. Cosine. Cosine. There is nothing that is complimentary about that. <laughs> so l- I'm into it. So let's listen back to how that quiz panned out. It is a Capricorn. So we all survived. I was going to say, should I just point out that wow. Libra, oh, Virgo, guys. and Capricorns hey. all survived? This is great. Sorry about the rest of y'all. Yeah. <laughs> We've survived with PTSD. <laughs> and I want to point out that after that episode aired, there are plenty of people who approached me on the street, in KQED, in various places, and said that I cheated <gasps> and that I tilted the results so that we will survive. Oh, have you? No. Thought Catalog <laughs> is the source. And I did no such thing. And the fact that only three out of 12 Zodiac signs survived and we happened to represent all three of them. Who knew? Crazy. If you're in the movie theater and you're watching and you're wondering if you would survive, just know that if you are Virgo, a Libra, or a Capricorn, you're going to make it. Believe in yourself. Unless you're not one of those three signs, then sorry. Or unless you don't believe in astrology. So you mentioned that these people at Thought Catalog kind of dragged all of us, really, Mm. with their descriptions of who we are. Someone else who kind of dragged us was featured on our 100th episode, which, if y'all remember, we dedicated the entire episode to listener questions, and we heard from Call Your Girlfriend host Ann Friedman and friend of the show Luna Malbro, my own sister, and we also got reviewed by an eight-year-old. And it might have very well been a read. I'm still not sure. (laughs) I was going to say reviewed or read, because... (laughs) I think I know the answer. 100% read. (laughs) Read receipt. Today, we're talking about the cooler. I like this podcast because they talk about many different things. And there's a lot of different people on this podcast. For example, there's Emmanuel, who's gay. Then there's Jamidra, who is brown skin. And then there is, uh, what's her name? Carly, who is British. And she, I'm assuming that she likes drinking tea. Pretty much, yeah. That's... Yeah, we were read, but I enjoy it for yeah. whatever reason. Also, I forgot that she said tea. I thought she was just saying, just I presume that she likes drinking. I was like, steady on. Whoa. <laughs> Damn. Another moment I want to remind us of is the moment where we became viral adjacent on Oscars night. Do you mm. guys remember this? So in one of our previous episodes, we were talking about Oscar nominees and we were talking about The Shape of Water. I repeated what I'd heard someone say on the internet about it being called Grinding Nemo. Oh, yes. 
listeners liked that, particularly one called Veronica Jameson, a.k.a. at Veronica Marsh on Twitter. She was tweeting on Oscars night. She repeated that and she got 102,000 retweets. Whoa. Yeah. She cited her sources as me having heard it from someone else. <laughs> she also got a lot of hate for people right. saying she was pretending it was her own joke. It was not. She never she did. She cited her sources. So she was like, no, Carly um, pretended it was her own exactly. joke. Exactly. <laughs> uh, long story short, the internet is a cruel place, but uh, Veronica Jameson's wonderful. So shout out, Veronica. Hey. Hey. You know, I have another moment that comes to mind, and that is the time that the youths came into the studio to visit us during KQD's yes. youth takeover. And they at once summed up everyone's current feelings about Kanye West while also managing to make me feel old as hell. So here's what Gabriel Alves DeLima had to say. So to see him go from a perceived woke artist, quote unquote, to this sunken place is really upsetting. I wasn't alive, or I don't remember, but um, <laughs> <laughs> but I know that he did things with Hurricane Katrina, and he like he had some like really smart lyrics and songs. Yeah, and so I just like what happened. Oh, so God. basically, yeah, he reminded me of the fact that he probably wasn't old enough to enjoy Kanye when I enjoyed Kanye, thus making me feel older than I already do. So thanks a lot, Gabriel. You're the future. I'm the past. Don't talk to young people. That's really? the moral of that story. <laughs> Also, when we said, oh, we feel younger being around you guys, he says, and I feel older being around you guys. (laughs) (laughs) Not the right response. This reminds me of when my brother thought that Batman Begins was the original Batman movie. Uh, That was depressing. mm -mm. Another one of my favorites happened in an episode tastefully titled Harry Potter and the Brokeback Mountain. Oh, yeah. In which I did a seductive live reading of certain what I thought were homoerotic passages from the new Harry Potter play (laughs) with Randy music playing in the background for good measure. I am still trembling after that episode. So let's listen to one of the passages that I read. Scorpius says, if we're doing this, we're doing it together. He smiles. Mm. Three, two, one. They swallow. That's good. They're drinking Polyjuice Potion, but still, can you feel it? Can you see it? Can I feel the crackling sexual tension? Yes, I can. So then, after all of this, in the second to last chapter, they finally do kiss. Oh, okay. So I just thought this was you taking a bunch of paragraphs and reading them in a sultry voice. No, it really is? Nice. (laughs) (laughs) So now, at home, we're watching the Harry Potter series. On movie night, do you see every it? single Friday, and now I'm looking at Harry and his friends in a whole different light. Well, this is about his son, ah. but I'm sure there was gay stuff going on in those original movies as well, because everyone's gay in my mind. I've been watching. They say wand. Mm-hmm. Is that what they really mean? Yeah, we know. <laughs> so, in conclusion, so many memories, and we can't wait to make even more of them in the fall. Mm. Until then, listen to our old episodes. Bye. We'll miss you. Well, not bye, because we have another segment. <laughs> I was like, wait. So because we're on a pop culture podcast and we all know about music, I don't know about you guys, but people come up to me and they're like, what is the song of the summer? Tell me right now. And I have a lot of thoughts. Mm. I'm sure you guys do as well. And I thought it would be nice 
if we all agreed on what gets the cooler brand of approval for Song of the Summer. But before we do that, let's make our arguments Mm. and discuss what other people think might be the Song of the Summer. Now, when you say other people, we're mainly talking about Spotify. Apple and Pandora. The folks over there think that they know enough about music to predict what we're going to be bopping to this summer. So they have a few predictions. Some I agree with, some I don't. Apparently, Sangria Wine with Pharrell and Camila Cabello is going to be the thing. Mm, Over my dead body. I know Emmanuel has feelings about that. Also, Girls by Rita Ora is on the list. That is Uh, problematic. That's what Pandora is saying. Mm Mm-mm. Pandora needs to close that box because that song is trash. Also, like if it's something that you've had to apologize for, Probably not gonna. Probably not the song of the summer. Gonna, yeah. Also, Spotify thinks that Chun Li is gonna be the song of the summer. Sorry um, about it. It's not gonna I happen. Don't really. Is Spotify see doing okay? That happened. I don't. <laughs> Do we you, need to check you in okay? on <laughs> <laughs> So enough about that. Let's talk about some of the songs that we actually think are gonna bomb. Okay. So I would like to throw my hat in or my bikini top in, if you will. <laughs> oh. For Drake's "Nice for What." Yes. It is an anthem. That women can play all summer long. You drop the top on your imaginary coupe. In my case, <laughs> my minivan is a Range Rover in my mind. Mm-hmm. And I blast this. You also can pretend that your paddle boat on Lake Merritt is a yacht. Sure. And uh, you can play this from a, a small speaker. While handling hot coals, because you can do that now. Ex- you can do that now. You can call whoever you want, Becky. But we're going to be we're gonna handling these with coals. the hot coals all summer. <laughs> that will be happening. Next to her drop-top minivan. Exactly. <laughs> so when you see the powder blue minivan and coals out there and nice robot blasting, just know that there's an afro out there somewhere and it belongs to me. <laughs> yes! I'm going to call for a remix of an iconic 2003 bop. What's this, guys? Yeah, that's you here for timeless. It? Timeless. Do I even need to explain why? No. The time is right. Joan Bay have the new album. They need to remix this. Or even just not at all. Just re-release it. Just put it on vinyl or something. I have an idea. Let's remix it without Jay-Z in it. Oh, that is Ooh. that is also an option. There's That's, my take. It's possible. Yeah. <laughs> so hot. Uh, I would like to see a revamped visual of this. Yes, right? remake the video because it's incredible. This song was number one everywhere in 2003. Mm-hmm. Just even hearing that just takes me back. And did you know that the Jay-Z's rap in this, sorry, Emmanuel, was improvised in 10 minutes at 3 a.m.? Sounds like, yeah. 3 a.m.? I was going to say sounds like it, but not in not in a shady way. But I just know <laughs> that's how he gets down. <laughs> and I will say it in a shady way. All of his rhymes recently seem half-assed. Oof. So it, it does not surprise me. Mm-hmm. I just think the time is now. The moment is now. This song is the sound of now. So I will say that every time the song comes on, no matter where I am, I dance. And then when they hit the uh-oh, I do the choreography. Mm-hmm. And the last time I did that was at a wedding. And I don't know if this is important, but I'm going to say it anyway. I was the only black person there. Oh, okay. And when I turned around, there was a sea of white women behind me who had joined in. <laughs> Bringing people and I together. Like, I felt like I was on Making the Band. Remember the choreographer on Making the Band? Julianne whatever oh, yes. the face? I was like, I am her tonight. One and two. Let's go, ladies. <laughs> like, watch this and learn. Wow. Well, while we're going back in time, yeah. I saw an old chart from Billboard that says Songs of the Summer 1999, and they're ranked. And I'm just going to throw some out there. We will all agree that 1999 was a better time, just in general. Okay, let's see. Number one, Genie in a Bottle. <gasps> yeah. Wonderful. Oh. Number two, debut single by J-Lo, If You Have My Love. Oh, oh. Yes. Number three, Bills, Bills, Bills. Yes. 
We're going to skip number four because I don't like it by Pearl Jam. <laughs> oh, we're doing that, are we? <laughs> <laughs> number five is I Want It That Way by the Backstreet Boys. Oh, number six, Where My Girls At from the Front to Back, mm-hmm. 702. Yes. I missed The next one's by Smash Mouth. We don't know her. <laughs> and so. Wild Wild West by Will Smith. We don't know her either. It's Not Right, But It's Okay, Whitney Houston. Oh, that, me and Emmanuel right? have the memories. The first event that we did, the first live event that oh. we did. I don't know exactly what happened. But I do know it was a bit of a blur. There was a lot of alcohol involved. But I remember that song came on. Oh, yeah. And the two of us went hard. Yes. Yeah. My knees still feel bad. <laughs> the dance parties at the end of cooler events. Seriously. <laughs> really good. Okay. So I had high hopes for a particular song that I was hoping would be out by the time we recorded this so I could talk about it. Mm-hmm. And it has come out. Mm-hmm. It is The Light is Coming by Ariana Grande featuring Nicki Minaj. Okay. I thought she knows what she's doing. She's dropping it now. So that we have it all summer and it is the song of the summer mm-hmm. and we're just shocked into loving it. It's going to be great. Gay people have been through a lot in history. Mm. We deserve a summer bop from these two. <laughs> and we're not going to get it. Oh. This is stale. <gasps> this is unworthy. This is bogus. This is an affront to my sensibility and my aesthetic. Overall, I'm insulted. I'm disgusted. So it's not, it's not going to make the summer list for you? No. Well, according to Apple Music, No Tears Left to Cry by Ariana Grande oh, is going to be the summer great. bop. That yeah, is okay. so, super. Do you feel... But I thought we could have a new bop. Oh. It could be a one-two bop. Got it. Mm. We don't have the one-two step. We just have the one step. <laughs> it's just a hop. But this is not Ariana's fault. Not entirely. Oh. This blame falls on Pharrell oh. with his subpar bleep bloop production. Not good. He also loops an annoying clip of a man talking in the background for the entire song. If you do it in the beginning, fine. Have your little Beyonce moment where she's looping like Big Frida or something. Cute. It's novelty. But then come to find out this clip is actually a man yelling about how much he hates Obama's Affordable Care Act. What? Which, you know, I don't have the exact figure in front of me, but I would venture to say 92.3% of Ariana fans are gay or fans of people having health care or both. So it doesn't make sense that we should be hearing this guy talking over Ariana and Nikki the whole time. Mm. And it's bad already. I don't understand. And just so you guys know what I'm feeling, I'm going to play a clip, but it's going to be a short one because I don't like it. Ariana, come let me get you a high five. Light is coming to give back everything the darkness stole. Light is coming to give back everything the darkness stole. What is that? This is like um, when you have a YouTube video playing, but you forgot you had another YouTube video and yes. another tab, and you're trying to work out <laughs> where like, the sound on? is coming just, from. You're like looking for the little the little sound thing at the top yeah. of the tab. Like I don't understand. Like, I found you. I see you. I found you. It's bad. And don't get me started on Pete Davidson, her new fiance. They've been dating for like a crisp 20 days. Mm -hmm. He already has four tattoos of her. He's going to derail this era. I see it coming. (sighs) And a Twitter user by the name of Jill Kotowitz said it best. Quote, I refuse to make a wedding cake for Ariana Grande and Pete Davidson because it is my religious belief that marriage should be between a pop star and her gay fans. (laughs) End quote. So this is not my song of the summer. So we're going to have to come up with something else. Mm. So what are we going out on this year? I have one that I've been listening to that I think is going to carry through through the summer. I don't know if you've heard this song called Boot Up. No. By an artist named Ellie Mae. And this is a song that everyone can sing. So I think a song of the summer is a feel-good song. Mm. The hook is easy. You can repeat it. You can sing it. You can feel good about yourself while you're singing it in the shower, during karaoke, in the car, everywhere. This is it. Here is a clip of the actual song.
And this is proof that literally anyone can sing it. <laughs> He's like, into it. So anyway, I think that's proof that anyone can sing this song. So my vote, in addition to Nice For What, is going to be Buddha. You thoroughly convinced me. I'm putting my chips on that. I believe you. Okay. Well, since Emmanuel served on a jury this season, and he's very familiar with the legal process, I would like to raise an objection and throw (laughs) this gal's hat into the ring. Christine and the Queens, a French pop star, whose name is not Christine or the Queens. Her name is Eloise Letissier, which if that is not the most French name in the world, I don't know what is. Sounds like royalty. Gerard Depardieu. Well, yeah. (laughs) Emmanuel Macron or any, any French name, basically. But... Her song featuring Damn Funk called Girlfriend. Or, if you prefer, in the French language version, Dame Dis-moi. This song is a bop. She describes her genre as freak pop. And she says her intent with this song was initially to smash against macho culture and macho men. Is this not a rallying cry for our oh, times, yeah. guys? Come on. I need a Me Too summer. Come on. All right, let's smash the patriarchy. But you're Okay, this gives me summer yacht vibes, right? Also, just to throw a last wrench into this whole thing, Dula Peep, you know her? That's what Wendy Williams calls Dua Lipa. (laughs) (laughs) She has a new song that you've probably heard everywhere. The Calvin Harris one? One kisses all it takes. It's really good. It's good, it's good. So which one are we going to stamp with our approval? I don't know, there can only be one. Yeah. So because we can't decide and we love all of these options equally, we're going to go with Crazy in Love. The classic! <laughs> I mean, wait, if you can't decide something, defer the choice to Beyonce. Yeah, that's not a bad idea. Yes. So until we meet again, Crazy in Love is the summer bop that you need in your life. This episode was edited by me, Emmanuel Hapsis, with help from Ashley and Craig Baum. All original music is by Carolyn Pennybacker-Riggs. And as always, our podcast papa is David Marcus. Until next time, find us on social media. I'm at Jimmy Just Says on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at Teacup in the Bay on all relevant platforms. And I'm at Excuse My Beauty with the first D on Instagram without the first D on Twitter. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>